morning. Before the service, there was a little speculation among the clergy as to whether this crowd was here to see me or the children. I won't hesitate to guess, but I will say a clever person would plan his going away service. Showing up to see children in animal costumes. <laughs> now, as I was preparing for this, my last sermon as a member of the staff here at Trinity Church, I went back through my old files and had a look at the very first sermon that I delivered after my ordination to the diaconate. It was January 31st. 2016, the fourth Sunday of Epiphany, which marks the beginning of my ordained ministry in the Episcopal Church. Now, scanning the text four years later with slightly more experienced eyes, the first thing I noticed was that it was so long. <laughs> Almost 2,000 words, which means it must have lasted like 20 minutes. Just an absolute eternity for you poor dear Episcopalians. <laughs> but as every writer knows, it's easier to write long than it is short. And one of these days I'll be able to deliver a strong type five. But I'm sorry to inform you, it ain't this day. <laughs> The text I preached on that first Sunday was from Luke chapter 4. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. Which was an unbelievable gift from the lectionary. I had to go back and check and see if it actually was the reading from that Sunday. And it was. See, after he's baptized by water and the Spirit, Jesus returns to his hometown in Galilee. And he goes to the local synagogue where he angers his old friends and neighbors by, let's say, getting a little above his crazy. And the local crowd is so offended that they try to drive him over a cliff. And in that first sermon, I wondered aloud what I would have to say or do to make you all drive me into the Ohio River. So I'd like to take the opportunity at this time to thank you all for not driving me into the Ohio River, as you might have. Because it may seem silly or obvious now, but four years ago, there was no guarantee that this would work. This little experiment in hometown ministry of having a child of this congregation serve as a member of its clergy. In fact, this arrangement is so uncommon in our denomination that I know of only one other priest who has served in their home church, which is former presiding bishop Catherine Jefford Short. She told me this when she came here to speak for Trinity's 175th anniversary. So make of that what you will. I'm not trying to read too much into it. 
Because there's no guarantee that this would work, which is why we entered into it slowly, one step at a time. First, with me serving as a youth minister after I graduated from seminary. Then my official discernment period, which led to a nine-month stint as a deacon, followed by a year-long curacy, and finally an offer to serve as your assistant rector. And in truth, if this experiment in hometown ministry did work, one of the most important reasons is the example set by Peter, our rector, who has always treated me as a respected colleague, even when I was just a snot-nosed, know-it-all seminary grad. Because <laughs> remember that Peter inherited me, just another piece of furniture in this church. And in those first years, I know that I added far more to his place than I took off. But he invested time in my development and gave me opportunities to serve. And once we had gotten to know each other, he helped shepherd me through the discernment process, stood for me at my ordination, and even gave me my first job in ministry. And at each step, the diocese wanted to move me to a different congregation, which is the usual practice. But each time, Peter fought to keep me here at Trinity, even knowing full well that as a child of this congregation, I could probably set the building on fire and still get applause for helping put it out. <laughs> in the years that followed, Peter has been instrumental in my development as a preacher, a pastor, and faith leader. And he's always done so with the lightest of touches. Never once calling me tiger or kid, but treating me like a trusted member of the ministry team. And I know that the example he set helped the congregation come to see me in that same light as well. Peter, for the past eight years, you have been my sponsor, my mentor, and my friend. And I will always be grateful for your help, your support, and your faith in my capacity, which has helped me come to recognize it in myself. The other person who has been instrumental in my success here at Trinity is John Beaver. When I introduced him at his organ recital a few months ago, I called him the one indispensable member of this community, and I stand by that statement. As an organist and music director, he's really a greater talent than a church our size has any reason to expect, and so I weep for your successor. But it wasn't until I joined the staff that I came to fully appreciate all that John does for this church. What he does once everyone has left the building, day in and day out. And not because it's his job, because it's not. But because it's his ministry to this community. And because discipleship is a practice. In the 35 years I've known him, John has taught me more about the solemn responsibilities and the simple pleasures of Christian discipleship than I ever could learn in a book or a class. Thank you for being my friend, 
and my biggest cheerleader all of these years. I'd also like to thank my other partners in ministry here at Trinity, Deacon Joe, Shannon, our family minister, as well as Richard and Lauren in the office. It has truly been a pleasure serving with you. And one must never underestimate the value of friends who comprehend your sense of humor. <laughs> I want to thank you for your support and your friendship and for the patience and the generosity that you have always extended to me. Your easy humor and good nature has made Trinity a wonderful place to work and your dedication to ministry and commitment to Christ has inspired and motivated me to be a better priest and a more faithful disciple. Now during my ordination ceremony all those years ago, the bishop made a point of calling my parents forward to stand with me during the consecration. Because, he said, everyone comes from somewhere. And that's true. Though I'm sure my parents must have occasionally wondered where I actually came from. <laughs> I think it is pretty obvious that my personality, my character, my interests, even for better or worse, my sense of humor, have all been well shaped by them. Now standing up here and gushing would just embarrass us all. So I'll just say this. My understanding of the Christian faith is fundamentally grounded in the belief that we are called to love and serve one another and often to sacrifice for each other. And this is what my parents have done for me unfailingly for the past 40 years. And the only way I know to repay them is to take the love of Christ that they have modeled for me and to try and share it with them. And it's not just my parents. You only see me standing here, but standing behind me are also my four grandparents, my aunts and uncles and cousins, my brother and sister, my niece and my wife. And they've all been tremendous sources of love and support, especially in these past few years. And I particularly need to single out my brother, who has essentially been my silent partner in almost all the projects and programs I've initiated here at Trinity, especially when it comes to the youth room. So if you like that youth room with all its flashing lights, I have to confess that you mostly have Brandon to thank. And while I'm on the subject, to the members of the youth group, past and present, I want to thank you for inviting me to be a part of your weird little family. <laughs> it has been a pleasure and a delight to get to know all of you, and I suspect that I will miss you the most. And when I'm gone, all I ask of you is this. Be nice to whoever comes after me. <laughs> and practice caring for one another. Learning to love like Christ is a skill and it's a discipline. 
And our circle, our little circle, is more than just another friend group. It's a family. And if you practice loving and caring for one another, that family will walk beside you for the rest of your life. Now, what I have to say to my wife, Audrey, you don't get to hear. <laughs> I'm going to tell myself on Thursday. Now, I've spent a lot of time thanking individuals who have supported me over the years, but the truth is this has been a community effort. And whether I've known you for a month or for a year or for my entire life, each of you has played a role in my formation as a Christian and as a faith leader. And I want to thank you all for everything that you have done for me over the years, from junior choir to the pulpit, from Sunday school student to youth minister, from my days in Miss May's class until this very morning. And I hope you will continue supporting and praying for for me and Audrey as we begin this next, next chapter of our life. As I said at the beginning of this sermon, there was no guarantee that this would work. And if it has, the other reason is because you have accepted me. Even though I'm the same kid who used to jump out of the old classroom windows, you accepted me as priest and pastor. But since I'm a product of this church, I truly believe that my ministry is actually an extension of the ministry of this church. So wherever I go and whatever I do, my work is also your work. And my ministry will also be yours. Trinity Church has been my home for the past 35 years. And it'll be incredibly hard for me and Andre to say goodbye to all our friends here. This is a generous and loving and spirit-filled community. And it has been an uncommon and unexpected blessing to serve here. Audrey and I will always consider this our home and this congregation our family. And though we may reside in another city, I doubt we'll ever be away for long. After all, we'll probably have to come back in a few months and celebrate a baptism. But until then, may the Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent from one another. And may the God of love bless you and bless this church. And now let the people say, Amen. Amen.